0: Everybody, welcome back to Dom and Jimbo's album swap episode number seventy-two. Uh, we've got uh, a couple albums we're going to talk about today. Uh, the first of which was recommended by my dad. How are you doing today?
1: I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. How about you?
0: Pretty good. How about you, Dano? Uh, I'm doing all right. Yeah. the uh, The first album we're going to talk about is the third or fourth album by Anthrax, I think. I believe the fourth. Yeah, the fourth album by Anthrax from a 1988 called state of euphoria
1: mm-hmm.
0: um so why don't you sort of tell us about this album and why you picked it
1: yeah as i said um you know growing up uh more or less of a hard rock heavy metal fan um you know these this band was considered one of the big four in the late 90s early 2000s when they started doing those concerts of the you know the biggest four metal bands in the world which at the time was considered and probably still mostly uh, Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, and uh, Anthrax. Um, a lot of people think if Pantera was still around, they might have been on that instead of Anthrax. I kind—I tend to agree. I think Pantera is a lot better than Anthrax. But I always liked Anthrax. They were local to New York City. Uh, they were, you know, all from there, um, which is close to where I grew up. And um, you know, they were just kind of always like—they just seemed always like really nice guys too, like really regular guys. Um, I don't know. They could have been freaking terrorists in the back of the room i don't know but um and i always like i didn't always dig their music i thought some of their stuff was good before this album but i wasn't i wouldn't have called myself like a huge fan um when this album came out it was funny because someone and i don't even remember who anymore bought me this album like the vinyl album of this and it was one of the only i i own the only two albums i owned at that time um was this and uh and justice for all on on vinyl and um, so you know I would play it and I just thought this album sounded so not completely different from their other stuff but it just sounded much like a definite maturity had happened to them Mm -hmm. Um, using kind of different instruments you hear some like orchestral stuff in there you hear some uh, just different stuff and you know I don't think it's a perfect album by any means I think there are some songs on here that fall flat to me but I think like the first two songs I love uh, be All, End All, and Out of Sight, Out of Mind. Make Me Laugh is meh. Antisocial actually became a really kind of a hit for them almost. Um, I mm-hmm. liked Who's Cares Wins. N- now It's Dark was kind of meh. I like Schism a lot. And then the last three songs, I'm meh about too. Like, you know, so to me, even to me, if I reviewed this, it wouldn't be an A or anything. But yeah. I just, I like the sound. I think they're like, just kind of like an embodiment of like just pure metal with, like I said, a little bit of added maturity on this album, definitely. Like, they, their biggest hit before this, I believe, was Caught in a Mosh, which was just like a party song and, you know, <laughs> whatever. And, you know, this I definitely thought this album, you know, raised their um, raised their bar a little bit. And um, I, I dug after this how they started working with, uh, uh, you know, they did that song, Bring the Noise with Public Enemy, you know they definitely had a socially conscious and you can see here in this album too uh, they were definitely socially conscious of a lot of uh, things about race and um, you know just discrimination in general yeah so um, yeah that's why I like the album um, I'd always kind of wanted to to recommend anthrax but I just I didn't I didn't even know myself what I thought you know of, of their albums but I remembered now you know then I sat and thought about it and remembered back to really liking this album, so that's why I recommended it. So, um, let's start with Dominic for, for a change. What did you think of State of Euphoria? Um,
0: it was okay. Yeah, I, I liked it more than I thought I would. I, I don't know why I went into it, just kind of worried <laughs> mm-hmm. that I would dislike it. I think part of it was the cover, because uh, it's a little goofy. But, um mm. yeah, it seems like their previous album was a lot more, like, loved universally than this one, Among mm. the Living. But this album was pretty good. I liked. I did like. Uh, I liked the first track, "Bl End All," um, and ad, and I liked "Out of Sight, Out of Mind." Mm. Ma- yeah, make me laugh. I didn't really like as much. "Antisocial" was okay. Um, I liked "Who Cares Wins." I didn't like "Now It's Dark," mm. uh, or "Schism." Yeah, it seems like towards the second half, I it kind of falls off a little bit because I don't remember liking "Misery Loves Company" either. 13 I think 13 was okay I just feel like there was a bit uh, better of an energy in the first half yeah that I liked a lot more um and it was it was a very fun album I would say mm-hmm. uh not super dynamic but it it was never like boring at least in the first half of it mm-hmm. uh it's a very fun metal album, like thrashy metal album. Yeah, um, and they were
1: like that on stage too. Like they would just run around the stage and that yeah. goofy and it's it know.
0: seems like there's not very much like a, what's the word like um, to hate about it. Right. Like yeah, um, it's just sort of it's it's likable kind of. Mm-hmm. I think that's the word I'm looking for. Like, even though I don't think it's like amazing or anything, it's very likable, mm-hmm. and they're a very likable band. It's it's weird because I feel like uh, Anthrax out of those four, and I think everybody kind of knows this. Like, they're the ones they're the ones I feel like I I know the least about, and I've heard the least amount of music from.
1: Yeah, that was kind of a reason um, I did this, you know, because you know, yeah, um, I don't, think, I don't much to know about Slayer either because they weren't. I've
0: heard a lot of Slayer.
1: Oh okay, but um. Yeah, yeah, I would say they're probably the least known of those four acts, for sure. Slayer? or No, no, Anthrax, Anthrax yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Who was who the other one? Megadeth. Uh, Megadeth? Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know much about Megadeth, either.
1: Yeah, I got um, kind of a love-hate relationship with Megadeth. Some of their stuff, I think, is really good, and some of their stuff is terrible, but I, it's also, like, uh, kind of um, tarnished by the fact that I think Dave Mustaine is a complete douchebag, and I don't like him. Yeah, but also <laughs> everybody in Metallica... Yeah, I mean David I Stain like... is actually more of a, what's the word, um, like flagrant douchebag, mm. I guess might be the word. I don't know, but whatever. Yeah, no, none of them are very, very good people. But
0: yeah, I feel yeah, I feel like that's more like those big four are more like metal in the eighties. If mm. you were to make more of a or like thrash metal, mm. if you were to make more of a all over metal, I feel like it'll look different than that. Yeah, I don't know. It might, yeah. Like I feel like Black Sabbath is way more influential than any of those. People. Yeah, but
1: they were already super. I mean, they were like the I'm grandfathers. Saying, like, you know I understand I mean? why yeah. they
0: why they put those on a bill together. But if you're talking about like big four and metal all together,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, it would be like across different generations. Because oh yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I feel I because I feel like though the only reason those two were put on that. And again, I feel like also what's it called, Pantera, would fit more than maybe Megadeth or Anthrax, mm-hmm. but it just because they weren't together anymore or whatever. Um, so it was just like to fit a bill, yeah, more yeah. Or less. So I don't think those are that's like a good gauge for. I always felt like um,
1: Anthrax was kind of the opener for those bands. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like he, they fit the bill, but they were never. Quite as as big as any of those bands, yeah. So. Yeah. All right. What would you give it as a uh, grade? Probably like a C plus
0: or a B minus. Like okay. it's 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 above average and it's good, mm-hmm. but not like it didn't blow me away or anything. Right. Right.
1: All right. That's not bad. And um, so, Daniel, what did you think of State of Euphoria? Um. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh,
0: it's pretty much what I was expecting when I came into it, which was. Yeah, very similar to a lot of uh, metal of the time, but it was different in its own way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always like that. Um, it's weird because I was having, I was watching people have a conversation on a podcast. I don't remember what about like what's like what's considered like original and uh, or like derivative music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. It led me to really think about that because like every. Every band has its own special kind of thing, mm-hmm. I think, in some way you know i and yeah, I just thinking about that is kind of weird, but i think I think this band is very similar to a lot of other bands I've heard mm-hmm. um so there's not like a whole lot super special going on here mm-hmm. um, but it's very solid, like. Very good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like Be All, End All, and Out of Sight and Out of Mind. Mm-hmm. Like Dominic said, I think it kind of does lag off at the end of the
1: Yeah, I agree. I album. mean, I like Schism a little more than it sounds like you guys did, mm-hmm. but other than that, that second half of the album, yeah. after Who Cares Wins, it's, it, Schism is the only one that, to me, is even any good.
0: I don't really so. like Schism that much. Yeah. Though. I don't like Now It's Dark.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Finale was fine. Mm-hmm. And 13, I didn't really like 13. Mm-hmm. But um, Finale was okay. Misery Loves Company was meh. Uh, now It's Dark was... No, 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 not Now It's Dark. That's not what I was meant to say. The one you just said. Who, Who cares, cares Wins? wins? Yeah. yeah, that was good. Yeah. um I don't know how to say this. It felt like they were trying to get edgy-er near the end. Mm-hmm. which i don't feel like i feel like you can kind of sell yourself on a as a metal band who's trying to be like more fun which i think these guys i think this is that them got those these guys is like flavor like you know most metal bands are like sex and drugs and stuff and not that these guys aren't but they're more like fun about it well the
1: thing is the, the big 4 was all the the, the reason Okay, they were all thrash metal, and thrash metal can have any kind of, um, what do you call it? It could have any kind of lyrical content it wants. But these four specifically really weren't much about sex and drugs and all that stuff. They were really, a lot of them were political, at least at the time.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Megadeth was very political. Um, Metallica, I mean, Injustice for All is very political, so, you know, they were kind of back and forth on the political stuff. Um, and Anthrax um, definitely had some political. And this was the first one. I didn't. I never listened to the whole album of Among the Living, so I don't know for sure. But I, I, I think
0: that is known for having some like political political theme. aspects
1: to it. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. But this one to me definitely did um, in yeah. parts. So you know, yeah, they were all. I mean, I'm. I'm just trying to tell you that that's yeah. not their. These four bands, let's say that wasn't their thing. You know, you're thinking more of like Molly Crue and you know whatever. yeah I
0: think mallet I think Metallica sort of has that going on um they, no, not
1: really no that was never really usually a thing.
0: Metallica is singing about like war <laughs> or like war and death and, and you know. Yeah, or just being maybe, maybe being I'm, thinking of another band being maybe. upset about something being angry or upset about something mm-hmm. yeah. yeah again that doesn't sound like these guys brand um,
1: they weren't a, yeah they were different in that aspect they weren't really about like talking about the perils of war they were you know they were just like they the anthrax like I said was kind of more like embodied like you know racial equality and like stuff like that they they sung about that kind of stuff
0: yeah mm-hmm. um, but overall yeah I like the album I'd give it probably a probably a B yeah oh, okay um, not not t- not like, the greatest thing I've ever heard, but also, like, (laughs) it was, it was good, yeah.
1: Yeah, I just, this is one of those albums where even I didn't think it was an A album, you know, and I I recommended it, but I just, I thought it was kind of important in the, in the, you know, grand scheme of music and, and especially hard rock and metal and stuff like that, that, you know, to listen to them just to see, you know, what was going on, you know, you'll hear about them a decent amount and, you know, all that stuff, so, you know, that's kind of why I, kind of why I put it out there. So, all right, cool. I got a B and a C plus, B minus mid-range. <laughs> yeah. Um, so next we had uh, the recommendation from Dominic over here. And he chose the 2020 album, uh, Man on the Moon 3, The Chosen chosen by Kid Cudi. So, uh, yeah, give us your background on this album, Dominic.
0: Scott Miscutty, a.k.a. Kid Cudi. He's like a... Uh... He's a very famous American rapper and singer. Um, very lengthy discography at this point. He's been around since like 2009 when he released his initial Man on the Moon album, uh, Man on the Moon, The End of Day, um, which I actually think might be the weakest out of the trilogy for me. I'll, and that's like the most popular one. It has the most hits on it. Um, I don't know if any of you... Day and Night was the most popular song off of that album. Yeah, I mean, I've heard that song uh, before. I don't know if you ever heard that. I feel like it was pretty popular back then in 2009.
1: Maybe, so I don't Day know, I don't and
0: know. Night. The Lonely Stone or seems to Free Is Mine and Night. But, um, yeah, that and Pursuit of Happiness were very popular songs at the time. And then, uh, his second album, Man on the Moon 2, Mr. Rager, or The Legend of Mr. Rager, um... I think got i think is even better than not that the first album is bad but i think that album is e- even way better um than that and thematically and uh songwriting wise improved on that album a lot um and i think that one might be my favorite out of the whole trilogy but uh 10 years after that because that was in 2010 that he released that album he's gone through a lot of uh stuff a lot of different he Uh, He has he's very eclectic music genre wise, you know He'll sing and he'll rap at the same time a lot But he's also made like a couple albums where he's gone into rock and he's made an album He made an album called speeding bullet to heaven That is just completely rock and grunge and punk Um, People are very mixed on that a lot of people hated that album I think it it's not perfect But it has a lot of merit and I actually thought about recommending that instead um, maybe I will eventually but I think it's important that you see this side of him first because he is more of a rapper singer sort of guy mm-hmm. um, and without that sort of context uh, that album might just seem like kinda of bad um, it, 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 it is to a lot of people anyway uh, but yeah um, anyways yeah so he released a lot of albums in the 2010s uh, very mixed in general some of them are pretty good some of them not so much um but yeah so then that brings us to this album which he actually took a while in between albums well he made that album with kanye west uh, in 2018 um See ghost which i also really like but uh it was like four years between this and his last full solo full-length album um so yeah then he released man on the moon 3 the chosen and this album i think is the most accessible and the it's it's like I don't know it surprised me a lot how how good I thought it was and I think it's my second favorite out of it and it comes close to the second one. It just sounds it, like if you look at the cover, that's how it sounds. Like it sounds huge and like space-like almost and psychedelic at times. Uh, it, even for like for rap music, um, and it, it's not all rap music. Again, there's a lot of singing and uh, stuff like that, but. Yeah, really great. Kind of interesting features on some of the songs. Phoebe Bridges is on one of them. I love that song a lot. Um, I love how their voices mix on that song. Uh, yeah, just a lot of great production on songs like Tequila Shots and She Knows This in The Void. Just super, it's super huge sounding a, uh, a lot of the time, um, which I really like. So, yeah. Um, Daniel, I'll go to you first. What did you think about man mm-hmm. on the moon yeah theme. i liked it a lot um i like kid cuddy i think he uh, has i think he's very talented um he was one of what are they called kanye's he's sort of a kanye children they're called not so much he sort of started out on his own yeah kind of but then there's o- like over a, time or... kanye really took to him uh after his uh first album and he's just... Him and Kanye were, like, best friends for a while because he was, like, on all of Kanye's albums. Yeah. I guess he was kind... Because he was on 808s and Heartbreak, so maybe he was kind of a protege. I don't know. Um, but um, Kanye wasn't even that huge then. Like, he was still really popular, but he wasn't, like, producing other artists as much. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean that in the way, like, he didn't bring people up, like this is who i'm pushing now i don't i don't know if his label even existed back then i don't know anyways go ahead yeah um i liked uh i like tequila shots uh heaven on earth she knows this solo dolo show out um solo dolo part three yeah um september 16th i, I love the song with phoebe Bridgers. i think you yeah. I like Phoebe Bridgers. She's not really my thing, but you know I like her. I'm I'm glad she's getting popular. Um, yeah, her solo music is kind of overhyped, in my opinion. But yeah, I think I think she has a really great voice, and yeah. I think their voices mixed together really mm-hmm. amazingly on that song. Yeah, I like Four to Kids. Mm. I don't really like Rockstar Nights because I don't like Trippy Red very much. I think Trippy Red nice. is kind of overrated. I don't. A lot of people hate Trippy Red. So, really, That's yeah, not what I know. A lot of people come across from who? I don't know. Just like, I mean, I don't know. It depends on who you ask, I guess. But Trippy Red is kind of clowned on a lot. I feel like. Yeah, I don't. Like... I think I think he's made some really fucking bad music. Um, I think he has some merit though. He's he's kind of uh, derivative of a lot of other people though. Yeah. I'm not I don't like Trippy Red. Um no. so I w- I wasn't a big fan of that song. Uh if I had to pick another song that I wasn't really sold on, it was probably damaged. Oh really? it was just kinda meh. Hmm. But yeah, I, I thought the I thought the song with Trippy Red was bad. So that probably be my least favorite song on the album. Yeah. Um I like that song, but I do think Trippy Red is kind of Kind of brings it down. He's a little bit... His hook is a little bit annoying. Yeah. Yeah, he's just, like, a dick, and I think... Trippy Red? Yeah. Um, I don't know know anything about what he's like. I've heard stories about him being, like... Like, smaller artists appear on his music and he doesn't credit them and then doesn't give them anything for being on his music. Um, Which seems, you know, based on his shitty music he seems like he needs people to be on his songs to help balance out his off voice there is a thing um, about that like there's a fine line and because a lot of times people will put features on the song and a lot of people will think that's like oh that's like they're um they're just doing it so more people will check out the song And they think it'd be better if... Because Kanye, a lot of... What he does a lot of the time is he doesn't have any features on his songs. And Travis Scott did that for a while, too. Which was like, okay, so when they have somebody huge on their song, it'll be like a surprise. And also, you can't, like, I guess, clickbait the song or whatever with their name. Yeah, that's fine if it's a huge star. Yeah, like, there's a Jay-Z feature on Donda... And uh, like a Playboy Cardi feature that like nobody knew for a fact was gonna be there, um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, but like that can also like if there's a smaller artist on a song, and people are like, oh, who is that? Like they don't know who that is unless they go to like the liner notes or like go to Wikipedia or something. So yeah, yeah, and not not paying them for it. I think even yeah I, I worse. don't know I don't know what like that is that that is that you're referencing but yeah that, that is shitty if that happened um, he's, just, he's also just gotten in a bunch of like Instagram fights with other rappers um, weirdly enough I I don't know if this was his fault or not but he got in a fight with XXx tentacion I was like kill each other Um... Um, but yeah, he's just gotten in a bunch of fights with a bunch of other rappers and uh rec- and producers and like owners of record labels. I don't know what those people are called. Um because he doesn't he doesn't give them adequate compensation for the stuff they do. Yeah. And like a bunch of people who've worked in his studio or like sound mixers have all said they weren't paid right so trippy red I, yeah, just trippy red's a dick and i think his music's bad so he he brought down this song for me mm. we'll get into trippy red off podcast hopefully so because <laughs> i don't really want to give him much more of a it's platform. a
1: conversation to look forward to
0: um, I don't know. I, I feel like there are so many rappers you could say that about. I mean, we're talking about Kanye West, right? Yeah. He's not, like, super morally good. Yeah. Or, I don't know, Travis. We just mentioned Travis Scott. At least he makes music that's not god-awful. Sent, um, like, 100 people to the hospital. Killed a few of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so overall, I'd probably give this album, like, a plus. Like a I think it was really good. <laughs> That's um, good. Yeah, I feel like you've said that you didn't really like Kid Cudi before, so I was kind of worried about what you'd think about uh, this album. I, but, yeah, I, I think I I heard you. some of his features with Kanye, and I wasn't a big fan of those. Really? I actually don't think him and Kanye work very well together. I think If he's... I didn't recommend so many Kanye <laughs> albums, or, well, I only recommended two, but if I hadn't recommended those, I'd recommend <laughs> Kanye too, because... That album is really great. You mean "Kids See Ghosts." "Kids See Ghosts." Yeah, I've heard that before, and it's it's fine. Um, it's well, just why like, you slandering, huh? I think I don't know. I think why you hate. I honestly think he's a little bit more of a dynamic performer than Kanye. In a way. So I think Kanye sort of brings him down a little bit. I don't know, that's, that's a different conversation Maybe it tunes him down a little bit But yeah, I think I think that's why I said I didn't like Kid Cudi Because I had only heard I, I was I was judging a book off of its cover But I've heard a lot more Kid Cudi recently And I am a big fan of a lot of it Especially Day and Night um, Yeah uh, So yeah um, Yeah, B plus B+ from me yeah. yeah, Kid Cudi I was talking about how rappers are just terrible people A lot of the time. But Kid Cudi does honestly seem like a really nice guy. Yeah. Um, And before he was like kind of, uh, you know, emotionally, I don't want to say like challenged, but like he was, he he was known for being very vulnerable in his music, but also he had a a lot of emotional problems, but it seems like he's worked through a lot of those now and like, you know, he just seems like a much better person. Yeah. Good. But yeah. Um, Dad, what did you think about Man on the Moon 3, The Chosen?
1: Um, not bad. I, was, I I think Kid Cudi's a really good rapper and singer. Like, I think he does both of those things pretty well. Yeah. I got to say, though, there were parts of this album where I just, and I listened to it a bunch of times, since we actually took two weeks to do this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to it a bunch of times, and yeah, I never felt any differently about it. There are points in the album that I just find boring. And I don't mm-hmm. know why. It's like, I know it's trying to be trippy, but it doesn't really hit me in yeah. any way. And But not the whole album. Like, all right, so, like, the first three songs did that to me. And I was worried because oh, I'm you like, were oh. Boor- uh,
0: by the first three? The first like, three, yeah. Including the intro song?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the first song's an intro, yeah. But, um, yeah. And then, like, I started getting a little bit, like, uh,. It started getting better with um, She Knows This. I thought that was, you know, that, that's when I started hearing something a little better to me. Yeah. And then it kind of, between Dive and Damaged, I didn't like either of those. But then, in the like, I guess around the middle of the album, I thought the three songs that came next were all really good. Heaven on Earth, um, Show Out, and uh, Do- Solo Dolo, Part 3. Yeah. I actually liked those three songs a lot. Uh sad people I wasn't crazy about. Um I liked Elsie's Baby Boy a lot. That was like you know, like emotional but good and like yeah. powerful, like that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Um September sixteenth and the void kind of fell back into that a little bit boring thing to me. Oh. But yeah, then um the song Phoebe Bridgers I did like. That was you could definitely tell they meshed well together. Yeah. It was a smooth, good like song, you know. Um Pale Moonlight was okay. Um, I actually liked Rockstar Nights with Trippy Red. <laughs> I actually enjoyed it. Like, I don't know anything about Trippy Red. I barely know anything about Kid Cudi. But I thought they sounded kind of good together. And I thought the song was even a little more exciting than uh, other parts of the album, which kind of yeah. made me, um, you know, happy. Because, yeah, they were just every once in a while on this album. And it's kind of bad when it starts out like that to me. Like, I guess it, you know, like, it's like a first impression kind of thing. Mm. And, you know, you try not to let that get to you because you want to be, you know, fair. But, yeah, like, the first, like, two, like, three or four songs, maybe, even on the album, I was like, eh. But, you know, it did have really bright spots. And then the last two songs, again, kind of did that to me. I was like, bad way to, it had a bad start and a bad ending, if you ask me. <laughs>
0: no.
1: Um, but in the middle, there was some definite bright spots. So I, I think he's talented. Um, I think, like, the whole time, even if I was bored, I could tell he was good at what he does. Like, he's a good rapper and a good singer at times. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so, like, there's definitely something there. You know, maybe if I listen to some of his other stuff, I don't know if all of his rap sounds like this or not, like, has this kind of mood. Um, but it just wasn't a mood I was digging most of the time. But a lot of times, yeah, he did come through with some really good stuff. Yeah. So I would give it, like, a C. Plus you know it was it was better just a little bit better than average to me hmm. um, but yeah it didn't quite grab me most of the time had some songs that did but definitely didn't like you know overpower me and say like wow this is great and i was kind of and you've been too good at choosing albums that i i wind up liking because it was it's almost disappointing when i don't like an album that that much yeah. that you <laughs> that you recommend but yeah this was kind of meh to me but you know not bad, not bad. Yeah. And, you know, the talent's there, like I said, and that's always, like, a big thing. You know, you could say, like, this band sucks, you know, and they can't play their instruments, and the singer's terrible, you know. <laughs> you never get there, luckily. But, um, yeah, so it was pretty good. You know, probably, again, not something I'd really revisit anytime time soon. You know, mm. if I had the chance, I would maybe give his rock album a, a try, or maybe some of his other rap albums yeah. You know, but it's not something I'm, like, you know, like I was with, like, I don't know, Run the Jewels or stuff like that, where it's like, I want to hear more of these guys, Man. you know, so, yeah, C+, plus, uh, not bad. Mm. Pretty good. So, we got Daniel this week, always yeah, yeah. chomping at the bit, as I love to say, uh, to recommend an album. Well, I don't know.
0: uh Kind of stuck between two right now.
1: Okay. Um... Dominic, do you have yeah, one? Or I, have, I have mine ready, so I don't know... If we yeah, I, I, I have mine
0: ready. Yeah, you, you guys go first.
1: first. All right. All right, so... What I chose this week is... Uh, I've chosen this... And this is going to give it away right away. I've chosen this singer before, but never this band. So um, I'm actually going to go with a Soundgarden album this week.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, I had trouble choosing between two of their albums because I kind of like them equally. Um so it kind of came down to uh super unknown and um bad motor finger for me mm-hmm. but um i think i am definitely going to go with super unknown so that was their 1994 release um was that for, was that their first album no no uh loud live wait what was their first album something with loud in it louder than love was their first album And they had like another album. I think it was an EP though called "Screaming Life." Um, But then Super Unknown was next. Um, Is that that's what
0: this album is called, right? Super Unknown. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. Um, So yeah, so and they I'm looking at the ones on on uh, Spotify, and they are like you know, um, they're all like deluxe and anniversary versions. So don't go Mm -hmm. into any of the bonus tracks. It's I think it's just like let me look real quick so I can tell you. Um, oh, no, this one is right. Okay, so if you go, go to the 20th anniversary one. Yeah, I think that's just a remaster. That's just a remaster, yeah. It looks like they didn't add anything to it. So, yeah, the remaster. Um, okay. 20th anniversary. Go to that one because that looks, you know, regular. So, yeah, I mean, it had it had a bunch of hits on it. Um, Black Hole Sun obviously was probably the biggest one for oh. that one.
0: Oh wow!
1: Uh, my way was pretty big. Fell on black days, Spoonman. Uh, so it had a good amount of hits on it. But I just yeah, I like this album as a whole. So um, so yeah, super unknown. Uh, the 1994 album by uh, Soundgarden is and my if, pick this week. If I'm correct,
0: that's Chris Cornell's band, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. All right, I'm probably gonna like that. He was in there. He was in. He, that's the band he started out in. Um, he did one solo album and then he did Audio Slave with Tom Morello. And then he did another solo album, and I think that's after that is when he passed away. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And he was also
0: in Temple of the Dog. It was a Temple of the Dog too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Dominic. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if you, if any of you have ever heard of this band. Uh, it's their. F- no, it's not their. F- I think it's their kind of their first album. I think their first album was sort of a more of a, like a demo. Um, tape sort of thing, but they released a lot of EPs before this. Um, They're sort of known for being like a very famous uh, punk band in the 2000s. They sort of pioneered or they they more made uh, a more popular uh, folk punk, which I don't know, it's sort of self-explanatory I guess just punk music but with more acoustic guitars and uh yeah, it's, it's more stripped back than most uh punk music is and it's uh has very uh so, sort of an like a celtic feel to it a lot of the time mm-hmm. um which is interesting it's the band against me exclamation mm. point uh their album against me is reinventing axl rose <laughs> um, okay, you're i think it's good. just called reinventing axl rose on spotify okay but uh yeah um really great album the uh just, yeah, just very influential, very consistent all the way through. Uh, yeah, the performance from the singer, um, she's transgender. Oh. But uh, at the time, she wasn't, like, out or whatever. It was very, yeah, yeah. very recent. I mean, like, in the early 2010s, she, like, came out as transgender woman, but at this point, she wasn't. Uh, so, yeah, but the, the singer, very, like, passionate, very uh, unique voice... Uh, she has uh, very... I, I, it might turn some people off because it's sort of very raspy and grovelly at times, but it's very good for this sort of punk, folky music that they're going for. Uh, very passionate. So, yeah. Um, against Me Reinventing Axl Rose, I think from 2004. Um, yeah. Check it out. What's mm. your recommendation, Daniel? Alright. Well, I know you all know this artist. Um So I was thinking about another album. That album's kind of long, so I figured I'd give you guys fair warning before recommending that one. Mm. Uh, This one's pretty short. It's only like 10 songs long, and it's an artist I've been just, like, obsessed with lately. Mm. Um, It's Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, yeah, Ozzy Osbourne. I, I, I heard that Post Malone song, and I was like, this is good. So I started, like, digging back into Ozzy Osbourne's catalog. I went to Black Sabbath. That was good, and I'm sort of on a trip through like his his solo music now. Mm. So I and I I think somebody's already recommended a Black Sabbath album. Would, no, I don't think, no, so. I think so. Oh well, I've thought about it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still gonna recommend this um, this album because it has my favorite song of out of anything he's ever made on it. Mm-hmm. What's um, that called? Well. Maybe maybe you'll find out next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't really yeah. want to tell you because it'll may, maybe it'll influence your. What's the name of the album again? I don't. I haven't told you. It. Yet. Oh. It's uh the name of the album is the ultimate sin. Hmm. Uh, it's a 1986 album. It's I don't know what number album it is. I think it's probably of his
1: solo career. I'm pretty sure that was his fourth.
0: Yeah, hold on. Let but me that's just, just a guess. check really quickly. I know um, his
1: first was... Um, Blizzard of Oz. Blizzard of Oz. That was my favorite album. Um, of Oz. Diary of a Madman.
0: Uh, so I have Diary of a Madman, 1981. Bark at the Moon, 1983. I don't see anything called Lizard of Oz. Blizzard. Blizzard of it's Oz. like, I don't know. They're The yeah. only version of it that's on there is a 40th anniversary expanded edition that says it's from 2020 but it says oh. it's 40th anniversary so really? I really, don't have the regular album. So that's that? probably no, I assume it's 1980. 70. Or 1980, yeah, yeah I forgot. Yeah, it came 40. out. Yeah, that came out. So I don't know. Yeah, so, so yeah, 80s, it's 70s, fourth. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think it has my favorite Ozzy Osbourne song of all time on there. So we will have to tune in next week to find out what that is you can go take guesses too. Intrigue, yeah. I, I think I know what it is already, but you think you think you you t- told me about the song? Oh, okay. But well, uh, I'll wait. You can reveal it next week. We'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, I just yeah, I love Ozzy Osbourne. He's probably altogether like one of my favorite. I think Childish Gambino is altogether my favorite artist of all time, but Ozzy Osbourne's like two or three because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. To grapple between him and uh, him and Kanye, um, but yeah, I think I think just he's great with he, if he's with a band, he's great. If he's collabing with other artists, he's great on his own. He's gotten a bit a, a bit less good in yeah, the past. Like the last few years, twenty that's years kind
1: of has been shaky at best. That's because he's old. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean he's yeah. in his seventies now, so he's yeah. still just. But his he's, wife he keeps well, I don't dragging. Know, he's still pumping out albums. Anymore. Anymore. I don't yeah. think he's touring, at least right now. No, not I think with, that's why he's doing these one-off solo things.
0: Not with COVID. Um, yeah.
1: What, I don't
0: know I don't know. Is it his wife who's dragging true. him
1: out? Yeah, I mean, that's a theory. All the time? I don't know. She says it's not true. He wants to go out, <laughs> and she's not pushing him. I don't know, whatever. But... It's, um, I have a
0: feeling it's probably like a Paul McCartney, Elton John situation. Like... Maybe. They just wanna.
1: Yeah, but he has something now. Either Parkinson's or he has something now that he really can't be doing anything. Yeah.
0: Well, he went into the WWE Hall of Fame last yeah. year, so yeah. that's something. That will um, we'll give him more power. <laughs> I think so this uh, is the second Hall of Famer I've recommended. Oh, well, besides yeah. Randy Savage. Is Randy Savage even? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? I um, thought he was like banned for life. No. No. Yeah. After he died, they unbanned him. Yeah, sure. Um, Um, So, so yeah. If if you want to be caught up for next week, do your homework. Listen to uh, Super Unknown by uh, Soundgarden, um, Reinventing Axl Rose by Against Me, and The Ultimate Ultimate Sin Sin by Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, We'll see you next week. Have a a nice week. Bye. Bye.